like that we heal in the first place is God's design. That's right. That we heal. Uh, that the, that we, that when we cut, that it mends over time, you know. But there's we're also challenged to to let it mend over yeah. time right. to not continually, you know, to apply. So so the wisdom that that even allows healing to happen right. comes, and that so that shows up in different ways. And as I'm listening to all of these discussions, there was a there was a word from the Lord, you know. And we always say that God's looking for His word to perform it. But that's from, from the beginning. God spoke. And then a thing happened mm. and he spoke. And so it's all he was always looking for his word to happen today on the pastors, sickness and disease wreak havoc on every nation on the globe. Not everyone can afford health insurance or pay for medical care out of pocket. Even with advances in modern medicine, there are innumerable ailments that are still incurable. Even in the last few years, tens of thousands of babies and adults have died from the common flu. What are we to do? Continue suffering and wondering when a sickness, disease, virus, bacteria, or another malady causes our decline or demise? Is God seeing all that is happening? The questions, doubts, and pain seem to be on the rise with no hope in sight. There's one question that has echoed throughout the ages. Can God really heal me? Coming up now on The Pastors. Welcome! Thank you so much for joining us here on The Pastors. <laughs> for all of you who have been watching us, thank you so much. And for those, this is your first time. We hope that you have gone and you have yeah. looked at the previous shows so that you can be blessed. Amen. Now, we are continuing and looking forward to all that God's going to share with you. If you've been following along, can God really heal me? Now, of course, there's physical healing. There's spiritual healing. There's emotional healing. God wants to heal you. Now, I want to read something, and then I'm going to uh, ask Pastor Nikki a question. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18 says this. And he said unto them, he being Jesus, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, this is the part that I really want to focus on. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Verse 18, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Wow. The Bible says that we are to preach 
and those who believe. You're supposed to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Of course, people always look for the preachers right. to be the ones to lay hands on the sick. So, Pastor Nikki, how does preaching empower our congregation to pray for those who are sick? We preach, they have power. How does, how does that work? Well, well, I think it's simple because there was, the Bible says, you know, that faith comes by hearing. Yes, right. Okay? And, and the, the Greek translation says, faith comes by hearing and hearing <laughs> and hearing <laughs> and hearing, mm -hmm. not having heard right. once, and hearing the word of God. And so when we preach, we are giving voice to the word of God. And what we are expecting is to be faith, to be sparked mm. in our hearts. You know? uh, the Bible says in uh, Romans chapter number 15, you know, it says, encourage yourself. Why? How? By reading the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And so you got nobody to preach to you, use the Bible and preach to yourself. <laughs> you know, preach to yourself. It will produce faith. What is faith? Faith is currency. It's like cash. It's like your, you know, currency that you use to buy and exchange stuff. And so when you hear something about healing, guess what? You not only want to get healed, you are wanting to also believe for my mother, for right. my dad, for my friend. For right. my, there's that thing that sparked and you said, why? Because you've heard something. Mm. And so it, it, it lights up that faith. And so, of course, we want to exercise what, what we feel like is God is saying to us. Wow. That is all. Why is it that congregations don't pray for each other like that? They always look for us. Why? Why is that? Well, I, I think it's two reasons. Again, number one, so, uh, maybe a part on us also as preachers. <laughs> yeah. We like it when people pull on us. <laughs> right. You know, people, we like to be the star of the show. Oh, my you know? um, <laughs> we will, And so there are a lot of people, they might not admit it. You know, right, but, but true. after you, you kind of like it and you're like, well, no, no, I want them to, you know, you feel important because needed. there is a sense right. of orphanness, there is a sense of insecurity, there is a sense, and so uh, it's not that they don't, it's just that over the years we have not really been comfortable right. to promote right. that. I think if you had done that, I would see we would see a lot more people actually walking out in this kind of thing, mm. you know. Uh, the second reason I would say that the reason that people maybe don't is because we have not uh, understood something when it comes to anything in the gospel, especially receiving something from the Lord when it comes to healing. Right. And what I mean by that is we categorize things. You know, we say like, like you know, hey, you know, I, I just stole the candy bar from, from you know, the, the gas station, you know. Ah, that's just a small thing, you know. It's, it's not like I, I cheated tens of thousands on the tax. We categorize the sin, right. you know. Uh, just a little white lie, you know, it, it's okay, you know. It's not like I, we categorize. Right? Well, same thing, we categorize sickness. Right. Right. We categorize it. So we think, okay, uh, you've got a cold and a cough. And, and, and I do this all the time in churches, you know, I'll, I'll stand up somebody and I'll say, okay, this person has cold. Right. You know? And right. then I'll go, to, I'll stand up another person and say, this person's got cancer. Right. And I'll say to the people, hey, come, let's pray. 
<laughs> I guarantee Everybody 99 analysis goes, goes to the cold one. Why? So even if they don't get prayed after Dayquil, Nyquil, after a few days, she will be okay. Cancer, now that, that, that's different. Let yeah. some spiritually high-powered, gifted people pray. <laughs> But we need to, if you don't categorize, we'll see this, that the, the cross of Jesus Christ, the stripes that Jesus received, there is no category in right. sickness. Right, right. The same thing is paid for a cold. The same thing is paid for a cancer. But how we administrate it is different. Mm. Right? Because we, and so a lot of people maybe don't move out yeah. because they feel like, yeah, if it's a small thing, I'll pray for. If it's something big, let the spiritually high-powered people, mm. maybe the power, maybe healing evangelists. Yeah. But the source is the same. It's still the stripes of Jesus that Jesus right. received. But psychologically, we have categorized it. And so we think, oh, that's not me. <laughs> that's mm. somebody else. And so they don't move out. Wow. You know, and that's why. That's good. That's true. That's very true. Now, Pastor Brian, as you know, James 5:16, confess to one another, therefore your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. And of course, we know the King James says that um, the the effectual, fervent Fervent prayer prayer. of a righteous man avails much, makes power available. So how does confessing our faults to one another and praying for one another, bring about healing? I think for many reasons that when we confess to one another, one, we're getting out of us anything that has been inside of us. I believe, I really believe people that hold things inside, right. it eventually has, uh, takes its toll externally. It, it yes. takes its toll in sickness, disease, so forth. And I think that sometimes just getting that out and confessing to my brother um, that I've got some issues that need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Also, it builds trust between each other. Uh, so it it shows one that I don't have anything to hide if I'm willing to trust you with right. coming out. So. I tell you my faults, I confess my faults, I confess my failures before you and the Lord. Um, All that is cleaned up from the inside out. Then whenever we begin to pray, I don't have to sort through all of these things in my mind. Maybe things that I've gone through, things that that I've held inside, things that have happened to me. I think one of the most damaging things that takes place in a person's life God showed me years ago that most of the issues that we deal with as adults happened when we were children. Wow. And we internalized uh, all of those things inside and they begin to form mindsets and strongholds and things that everything that we do from then on is viewed through the lens of what happened to us. So if I can't trust you, I'll never have faith in you to believe that when we pray together, and as the Bible says, where two or more agree on anything is touching heaven, it shall be done. 
if I don't trust you, I can't stand in full agreement with you. That's right. So confessing those things and getting those things out and allowing us to pray builds trust. But it, but as Pastor was just sharing, it builds faith, faith that we can do exceedingly abundantly above mm. all mm. according to the power that works in us is what the scripture says. Yes. So I don't have to be, as Pastor said, this high-powered preacher. Right. I can just be a normal person, which we all are, right? Uh, and pray for one another and watch God do it because it's not me that's doing the healing. It's God doing the healing. Exactly. Wow. Pastor Nikki, did you have something? To no, no. I was, just, I was just reading in the Passion Translation. Yes. You know, I just like, it says, confess and acknowledge how you have offended mm. one another. And then pray for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a Praise godly God. believer. Praise God. Yes. Because you know, sometimes we say false and it might miss the point. Right, right, you right. Know, but I think offense we can understand pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. We can understand faster. Because many times, you know, we offend people just by small, yes. small, small, small stuff. Uh, but when I read that verse, what comes in my mind is uh, in a psalm. Psalm says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, yes, the Lord will not yes. hear me. And so yes. it's interesting that it connects a prayer, you know, to sin, right? Mm. Why is this the place of uh, having that open channel to God? You know, right. that's right. Mm. <clears throat> when you read that, I, 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 this, this really opens up something for me mm. because... When we, when we look at, okay, someone has been offended. I need to talk this thing out. It's almost like there's a whole flow yeah. there from <clears throat> us discussing this. And, and through that same flow comes prayer that will actually bring healing. Yeah. I never saw it until, until you, you mm. read it like that. Mm. So... How then can we trigger, I guess to say, this power or this flow is through maybe a heart of, of like, like uh, Catherine Kuhlman used to say, you know, I die a thousand deaths just standing back there knowing I have to come out on stage. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't Heal the people. And Catherine Kuhlman, if you don't know, she was a great, great, great yeah. healing evangelist. And people who are still alive today are healed from services that, that she had years, years, years ago. And she would just go through all of these emotions, heart pounding in the whole nine yards. So I, I don't know. I think that by us saying, listen, Lord, I am... Just forgive me of everything. And Lord, if I've done anything, just having a heart like that, it seems to trigger. Oh, absolutely. The power of God. I, I, I never looked at that. Well, scripture from the Old Testament also says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? The man with clean hands and a pure heart. Wow. So it's it's a purification, if you will. Uh, another scripture talks about the washing of the water of the word. It's just a cleansing of getting that out of us that we all carry of you know, and have carried and that has affected every one of us in different ways. Yeah. And, you know, just again, I'm just going back to scripture, <laughs> you know, uh, I just, you know, again, I, this morning I read, you know, Luke chapter 17, it says, 
uh, he, Jesus said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. Right? It is, it's impossible that you're not going to have offense. Right. right. But I'll I want you there. to look at the, the context, you know. And then he goes on to verse 6 after Jesus tells them, you know. He says, um, he says to Jesus, Jesus, uh, increase our faith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, of course, we know, you know, we're praying, you know, uh, Mark 11, you're praying the prayer of faith yeah. again right. for healing and things like that. But offense <laughs> is that rude thing. You can pray the nicest prayer, get the nicest people to pray for you, think like, hey, you prayed a real good 10, you know, 10 different Bible verses used to pray. It really doesn't matter. Right. Right. Because that offense is rooted, you know. Right. And, 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 and until that is solved, that prayer has no power. So true. Right. You, know, you can pray the right healing prayer. Right. There's no power. Why? Because right. the offense has choked it up. <laughs> I choked it up, you know. Listen, we're going to go to break right now. But when we come back, we're going to discuss is sickness a curse mm. on somebody. Mm. If somebody's sick, is it because they're cursed? We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Mm. To spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? <laughs> Come on. It's a leper. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't come any closer. It's okay, John. Rabbi, 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 you cannot, Rabbi, this disease, you can't. Please. Please. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you can do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. Seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. But what do I tell people? 
Go, show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. <laughs> Not too shabby. Hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and if you liked what you just saw, and you want to see the episodes of the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, you can do so right now for free. Yes, if you get The Chosen app, you can watch these episodes for free right now. You're going to go to thechosen.tv or the Apple Store or Google Play, download the app, and you can watch immediately episodes one through four. Hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much. Welcome back to the pastors. Can God really heal us? Is it his will? Yeah. Does he want to heal us? We're going through so much. And some people have gone through so much that they really feel that they are cursed. Mm. God has cursed me and that is why I am sick. And there are some people who believe that unless I do something, this is not going to live. I am cursed. Pastor Nikki, is, is sickness a curse? Well, <laughs> now that, that's a heavy topic. And the reason I say heavy. that is because as soon as you use the word curse, you start opening up a whole right. different world. Right. Because when you say a curse, uh, attached with it, you're talking about patterns. Mm -hmm. Repeated patterns. Right. You know, do, do you find somebody who's, you know, always getting sick in the family, always getting, you know, there's a whole a lot of things, you know. Uh, then secondly, I would say is when you say that word, what you'd find is the law of sowing and reaping. You know, for example, when you read through the Bible, uh, especially the Old Testament, when you read through, uh, there are some scary phrases if you don't understand what it means. Mm. For example, it would say, and the Lord put sickness right. on somebody. Right. Now, as soon as you read that or you see, sit with somebody, they say, I read that. That's what the Bible said, you know. Uh, but they don't understand in its context, you know. It's called the law of sowing and reaping. So when the Bible says that, and the Lord put sickness on the, it's not that he put sickness, but it's the law of sowing and reaping. They've done something. Right. And now they are reaping a harvest of it. So it's not the Lord put, right. you know, but Lord put the law of sowing and reaping. Right. You know? right. So the Bible says something like this in Jeremiah. Cursed is the person okay, who puts the trust in man and mm. not in the Lord. Right. right. All right. And, and, and so uh, we know that um, uh, Malachi, if you don't tithe, yes. you yeah. know, there, there's a curse. You know? And so the, the question is sickness, uh, curse, I think that kind of question is very hard to answer. Right. Because it's not a right question. Right. Right. right? The right question would be when you are searching for answers, okay, one of the things that is blocking healing 
could be a curse. Correct. <laughs> right. So, because if you say sickness is a curse, then you are automatically saying all sickness is no, not all sickness is a curse. But when you have done obedience to the word in the thing that you, in the way that you think you know, when you have got people to lay hands on you, when you got the oil put on you, and whatever, and you're still not getting healed. then it is one of those things that we need to consider right we need to go back and look is there number one curse on our family or on my life number two have i done something that is contrary to god's word that i've actually opened that door and now it something has come in like a curse right. and i've had a repeated seasonal flu <laughs> right and have a repeated you know issues that are constantly take place in my right. life right. you know and so yes it is one of those things that we need to consider but not the only thing right, right. I, i would answer it like that exactly because we don't want you to think that you are cursed but like pastor nikki said did you do something to bring this on you mm-hmm. so it and it's it's not a self-inflicted curse but this is the result yeah that's what you're saying because you did this this is the cause and effect that makes sense right. that makes a lot of sense so what do we need to do to not have something stick to not have a sickness is there anything spiritual that we can do i know naturally if you're going to eat a whole bunch of sugar sugar okay you get diabetes or you drink 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 and then you get liver cancer i mean what spiritually can we do to i guess prevent a sickness or if we have a sickness is there something spiritually that we can of course we know to pray but is there anything else for the individual yeah i mean to do i would say absolutely you know uh, you know when we present the work of the cross you know the work of the cross when we use the word salvation it encompasses our whole life right and and it's what is it it's jesus who knew no sin right. became sin for us right jesus who was whole took stripes upon his back for our healing right okay in the same way jesus the bible says became a curse for us right right so that we can walk in the blessing of and so i think it's a simple uh faith in the finished work of the cross and we enforce that through our confession you know That's right. the bible says that when we begin to confess what, what do we confess well i thank you jesus that you became a curse yeah. for me therefore now, now please listen to what he's saying and please say this with full belief and faith because this brings healing thank yeah. you and so we say just simple something simple as this you know jesus i thank you that you became a curse for me you took my curse upon you yes. so that i can walk in blessing and so today with the authority of jesus i command every curse in my life in my family in my bloodline is broken yes. because you, of the finished work Praise of jesus God. and i am a whole person walking in the blessing of god i am a blessed person praise Now, god for those who don't understand what is the finished work of jesus yes. what does that mean okay yeah for finished work simply means this that jesus became our substitute for everything wrong in our life you know for example we know that because of sin you know everything started back in our life and so the penalty for sin had to be paid 
Who better to pay except Jesus? Why? Yes. Because Jesus was that sinless right. man sent from God. And so when we say the finished work of Jesus, what we are saying is this, that what happened on the cross when Jesus died? What happened on the cross when Jesus, what we say, paid the price not only for our sin, but also for our sickness. Yes. Not only for our sickness, but for curses. Not only for that, but the rejection that we feel in our life, the wounds that we feel in our life, you know, all those things. He took it on the cross and became our substitute, you know. And so he took my place in everything. Why? So that I can share in the blessing yes. of what Jesus obtained and paid for yes. on the cross. And one of the things that Jesus paid for and obtained on the cross is his blessing. Mm. You know, And so I can say I'm a blessed man. You can say you're a blessed man or a blessed woman. Why? Because of what Jesus did. He became the substitute and paid the price for your sin, for your sickness, for your curse, for your rejection, for all those things that a sin had brought about in your life so that you can walk in the blessing that he has for you. Praise God. That is why Mm. it is so important that we do what we do here for you because you can be healed right there, right where you are by simply repeating. When you get the chance, rewind, rewind this episode and say right along with or right after Pastor Nikki, say what he said. And even if you have to keep rewinding it and repeating it until you literally are saying it from your heart, believing that Jesus's work was for me. Yes. He did it for me. And so I receive you, Jesus. And when you receive Jesus, like you said, you receive that healing. You receive all that he has for you. Oh, my goodness. Praise God. I, just love, I love this. is good this. stuff. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> now, Pastor Brian, Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. benefits. Then it starts to list his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. How does blessing the Lord and blessing the Lord, uh, I read and and study it means to speak well of him. Mm. You know, I will bless the Lord at all times. His mm-hmm. praise shall continue to be my. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, yes. and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. It's speaking well of him. It's giving him that praise, that glory. So how does blessing the Lord and not forgetting all of his benefits produce healing? Oh, I could talk for an hour on that topic. Come on. And produces forgiveness as well. We were created for his pleasure, the Bible says. Come on, yes. And the one thing that God responds to is praise. Mm. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So if I was created for his pleasure, he has, according to scripture in Ephesians, it says that that there are promises that he's given. Yes. He has allowed me access to him through his precious blood, Ephesians 1 or, or chapter 2 says. But he has allowed me into his presence. And the Bible says that I can go before the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy. 
Yes. So I'm coming before my heavenly father, hmm. worshiping him for who he is. David said something that for years I never really understood the meaning of. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. So in other words, what he was saying is that he brought a command to himself mm -hmm. internally to release what was inside of him into the presence of God. Hmm. So I command my soul. Your soul is the thing that has recorded every event in your life. Whoa. Everything that's happened to you, everything that's come against you, everybody that's betrayed you, everybody that has rejected you, your soul has recorded those things. So now... I come into the presence of God and I command my soul, that area that has caused the most turmoil in me to bless him, to honor him, to worship him. I am releasing that part of me into his presence. When I'm doing that, I am generating something. One, I'm praising God for who he is and for what he's done and all of these things. But secondly, I'm creating faith inside of me to know that I am coming before my father with everything that I am, right, wrong, and indifferent, good, bad, and ugly. I am presenting before him, remembering as I'm entering into his presence, yes. all of the things that he done. So I come before him and I obtain forgiveness. I obtain healing. I obtain wholeness. I obtain a change in my life. I find a place in him where I am accepted in the beloved. Praise God. Yes. So the areas in my life that have been damaged, I have now commanded to come out before the Lord and allow God to heal those areas in my life so that every time I come into his presence and leave, I am totally changed because I have been in his presence. Wow. So it, it's, it's a matter of coming into his presence, remembering as I'm entering in everything that he is capable of that I'm not. And it's all him. When we pray for people, it's not me that's praying for them. It's partnering with Holy Spirit to do the work. And I'm honored that he's allowed me back into his presence with your issues, with your issues, with your issues to come before him in love. A God that has done everything, as Pastor clearly have said, that he bore on his back stripes for my healing, your healing, all of these things. So the work on the cross totally finished that Jesus said it is finished, which is the, the Greek word to tell us the debt has been paid. So everything that we stand in need of has already been paid for. And the deed is in your hands as proof that God has already done everything. So anybody can pray for anybody to be healed. Absolutely. Based Absolutely. on what you're saying, because yes, all sir. of us have access to the yes, father sir. through Jesus and being in his presence. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, this, this entire, I'll just say series, because this is part three of, you know, can God really heal me? It's, it's twofold. Number one, we want you to be healed. Number yes. two, we want you to pray for others yes. to be healed. So we're going to break now, but when we come back for our last segment, I want to talk about the fact that Jesus came upon a group of people and he had compassion on them. Yes. And the Bible says that he healed them. How can we use compassion to bring healing? 
We'll be back in a moment. To spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? <laughs> Come on. It's a leopard. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 Rabbi you cannot. It's disease. You. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. Seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. But what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Where's an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. <laughs> Not too shabby. It's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and if you liked what you just saw, and you want to see the episodes of the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, you can do so right now for free. Yes, if you get The Chosen app, you can watch these episodes for free right now. You're going to go to thechosen.tv 
or the Apple Store or Google Play, download the app, and you can watch immediately episodes one through four. Hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much. Welcome back to The Pastors, the last segment of this third part, Can God Really Heal Me? Now, I want to read Matthew 14 and 14. When he, speaking of Jesus, they they were out on the sea. When he went ashore and saw a great throng, a huge crowd of people, he had compassion, pity, and deep sympathy for them and cured their sick. He healed them. Healed them all. Healed them all. So how does compassion... Pastor Nikki, how does compassion bring healing? Well, that's a good question. And maybe I'll answer it a bit differently. (laughs) As you love (laughs) to do. (laughs) Wouldn't expect anything different. (laughs) Just just to maybe see a different lens. Yes. Just a little different lens, you know. The Bible says something like this in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It says that as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons sons of God. 14. Verse 16 says that we are led in our spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit leads our spirit. Right. right? And so we discern or we um, uh, um, recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit, not outwardly, but by our spirit. Right. Right. Okay. Then we know that Jesus also was led by the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. So he just did not do anything because he wanted to, but he was led by the Spirit. That's right. And so what we find is this pattern in the New Testament when it comes to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus went, he saw, and he was moved with compassion. He went, saw, moved with compassion. And the word compassion is interesting in the Greek language, it's a negative word. You know, it's the word called splagnos. S-P-L-A, you know, A-A-G-N-O-S, splagnos. And it means intestines. Right. Yeah. Okay. It means like, yeah. you know, your lower bowels. Right. You know, for bowels example, right. it says bowels the bowels of mercy, right? And so mm. Jesus went, <laughs> saw, and had a bowel movement. <laughs> 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 It doesn't seem like a nice thing, right? That's right. But that's that's why I said what I said before, led by the Spirit. We are led by our human spirit, okay? And so now taking the same word, compassion, when the Bible says he was moved with compassion, so physically how your bowel, you have a movement in your intestine. Right. Okay. Now look at it differently. Okay. His spirit had a movement. Praise God. That I must... Release some power. Yes. <laughs> I must release healing. I'm a, and, and so you can have all the compassion that. you want for somebody. Nothing will happen. <laughs> right. Right. You know, you'll have nice care. You can hug them. You can love them. You can cry with them. But that is not that compassion. And if I showed you a picture of a malnourished baby in, in a third world country, we'll all have temporary compassion. And when we walk out the door, go for lunch, you forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but when the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion, it's not saying our our kind of compassion. Right, right, right. What he's saying is compassion in his spirit. That means the Holy Spirit began to move to act 
Right. And so whether it's the sick get healed, whether the dead get raised, whether it's somebody that is separate from a family, restore. You know. And so I think we need to learn to pick up, if I can say like that. Yes. The our spirit, how the Holy Spirit is leading us, and you'll find asking yourself every day, Holy Spirit, you know, pour in my spirit compassion that I may pick up what is it that you yeah. are feeling for somebody. Yes. Right. Because our feeling, we just want nice hugging this. <laughs> oh, don't know. Hopefully, gets well. Hopefully, she gets well. Yeah. But the spirit feeling. There's an anointing. Anointing simply means yes. the power of God working to change the situation. What is right. something we can do to be more sensitive to the <clears throat> moving of the Spirit? I think asking. Yeah. Asking, right? The Bible says, Luke 11, that if you know how to go give good gifts, right. how much more will He give the Holy Spirit? Now, Holy Spirit, does, you already have the Holy Spirit, right? right, right and right. so it's talking about much more the Bible will give right. the Holy Spirit. Meaning to say that you learn to have that increase, learn to have that, that level that you maybe you're not walking at simply by asking, right? So every day, Holy Spirit, help me to discern in my spirit your leading, your sensation, your direction, your guidance. Help me to pick that up. You know, what is it that I need to do? Sometimes it's not so much getting something. It's so much um, uh, removing blockages. Yes. Right? Why is it like sometimes, you know, you want to think you're driving and then you turn the radio off. You want silent. Now, it's not going to help, but, but we need it. <laughs> right? We, we need it. Why? Externally to quieten something in our internally. Right? So sometimes the Holy Spirit might lead you to unblock certain things. Yeah, you right. might not need a, a, a lesson on how to, you might need a lesson on what you need to cut out. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. You know? And so you'll pick up that sense of compassion and you'll find that power of God being released through your life to bring healing to somebody. Yeah. You said that passionately. <laughs> And I, I really sense the very glory of God. Yes, yes. When you spoke that. Yes. Now, this isn't planned. Would you right now pray for somebody who is sick? Because I know what I'm sensing here now, and we all sensing. Yes. Please pray yeah. for those who are sick now. Yeah. Jesus. And again, it goes back to what I just said. When Pastor Shane is saying, he's sensing. You know, it's not some kind of external feeling. Right. It's our spirit. It's yes. who we are. Yeah. You know, we begin to discern what the Holy Spirit wants to do now. You might be watching this, you know, it might be year 2023. It might be year 2020. You might be watching it, you know, uh, on a different time. Then it doesn't really matter. Right. Because the power of yes. God Thank you, is always Jeez. in the yes. present tense. You know. And so as we pray, okay, that same power of God can come through this medium That's right, right now off, right. whether it's on the internet you're watching, whether you saved it on your phone, where somebody sent you a link of something. The same thing will happen what the Bible says. What the Bible says, Paul sent out handkerchief. Yes. He prayed over it and people got healed. The woman came and touched the hem of the garment because the power of God, you have to look at it like a battery. Battery stores up that power, right? And so in the same way, it's coming to you. And so wherever you have sickness, or whoever is sick around you, you can lay hands on them. And as we pray, that anointing will come and be released Jesus. and take care of sickness, you, disease, yes. and patterns of it. And so, in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, to every person that's watching me, everybody 
that's watching me, who's laying their hands on this sickness, I command every bone, every flesh, every blood vessel, every vein, every organ in that physical body come in line for healing and wholeness according to the word of God. In the name Jesus. of Jesus, I say, body, Jesus. be healed right now. Satan, take your hands off of that person right now and let the blessing of the Lord fall upon that body right now. And I want to say, in Jesus' name, receive your healing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the last thing you said, how do we receive our healing? For someone, this is their first time and they want to believe. And, and they, they're beginning to believe, how do I receive what you just said? What, what is going to happen? To, what can I do to make this happen? How do I receive yeah. my healing? Yeah. Well, of course, the Bible tells us many ways yes. you know, to receive. But especially when somebody has just prayed for you. Right. Especially when maybe you've already prayed for yourself. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Right. That means you believe, you know, someone said, if you believe in God for rain, then carry an umbrella. Yeah. There we right? go. And then so it is learning to behave what you believe. And so if you have prayed, you believed it, then start walking in it. That mm-hmm. means you exercise that. That means you have a you know foot that is you know not working properly. You have a hand that can't work properly, or anything like that. You right. check it out. There you you go. call your doctor and say, "Hey, can you do the test again?" Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, uh, you know whatever it is that that's going to require a corresponding action. Good. You know, you do it. At the same time, I would say this. We just read the scripture in James chapter number five. It's connecting sickness to prayer. Okay, but it's not just saying praying, it's giving you an example. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it says, Elijah, this guy was a praying, persevering prayer. <laughs> right? He was not just praying, he says, he was persevering prayer. Right. And so, what, what I'm saying is, is this uh, say you have a frozen shoulder, you know, and so we prayed for you, and you did it once, and it's like, well, nothing happened. <laughs> 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 you know, and so I guess I'm not healed. No. If it's a done deal, then it's a done deal. Right. Yes. Okay. And so here's what I want to say to you. Faith is an attitude. Okay. Sorry, let let, let me rephrase that. Faith Faith is an act. Trust is an attitude. Okay. We did the faith part. Right. Faith part is the act. We prayed in the name of Jesus. Trust is the attitude. Now I got to work on my attitude. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, I got to work on my attitude that I am healed. And so let me try it again. Lord, I thank you. Th- now you're not praying. Right. You're right. just you're thanking thinking. God. Yes. Thank you. I am healed in Jesus' name. Thank you. And my manifestation is here in Jesus' name. But, but the pain is still there. Okay. Wait some more time. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. My yes. Lord, I th- why? Because you want to persevere in prayer. That's right. Not the fact that God did not do it, but the fact that I need to allow my body to line up. That's it. Right? To what God says. And so persevering is taking the human side and saying, I'm going to push it in alignment to what God yes. said. 
And so I would keep no longer praying, but just thanking the Lord. Right. Lord, I thank you. My shoulder is free. Thank you, Lord. I can cook dinner. Thank you, Lord, that I can lift a stuff for my wife. Thank you, Lord, that I can go and draw something. Thank you, Lord, I can play guitar now, you know. Just begin to thank the Lord all the stuff that you can do. And thanksgiving is a powerful way to receive something mm. from the Lord. Yes. Wow. That's good. So, so good. You've gotten the word, you've gotten prayer, you know your part to play. So we're going to be some healed people yes. here on the Passes program. Our viewers, we want you to understand how healing works. You have your part to play. Play that part and watch what God will do through your life. Yes. It is important. It is so very, very important. We're coming down, but real, real, real quick, Pastor Brian. The Bible says in Proverbs 14:30, a calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body. But envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness to the right. bones. So how can a calm and undisturbed mind and heart bring health to a body? Let me give another scripture that he will keep in perfect peace Oof. whose mind is focused on him. So an undisturbed heart is a heart at peace. Yes. Amen. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, mm. but love, power, and a sound mind. Mm. Um, it, it speaks about how that that God will guard our hearts and our minds because we believe, because we trust, because we walk out peace. So an undisturbed heart means that my mind is focused on him throughout. And, and what pastor said, it's not a one-time thing. It's right. a walking out a daily, walk. it is. finding the scriptures that correspond with what you're believing. Find yeah. people of faith that will stand with you and believe God with you that won't contradict what you have just experienced tonight or today. Um, to be able to walk this out yeah. in a way that every day of your life, you're believing, you're confessing, you're standing on the very word of God, trusting every day that God will work it out through your body, through your mind, through your soul. Glory be to God. And now concerning your soul, your salvation is so important. Just pray briefly with me. Yes. If you don't know Jesus, and say, Lord Jesus, I receive you now. You died for me. And God raised you from the dead. Hallelujah. Save me, Father. I belong only to you now. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. We love Praise you. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you. God bless your family. We love you so much. We'll see you back here again on the past is yes. God bless.